0: Welcome to the Cubs Weekly Podcast presented by Wintrust, proud legacy partner of the Chicago Cubs, and exclusive home of Cubs Check. Open online today at Wintrust.com slash Cubs Weekly. Tony and Jackie joined by Andy Martinez and Chris Emma, a Markey Sports Network contributor here. So guys, we just got done with the Craig Council introductory press conference. Those are always a lot of fun. It's fun, I think, to be on the second floor of the Cubs office building, so that's always yep. seems like a big <laughs> deal, right? Chris is wearing a blazer. Bruce Levine, our, our colleague, was also dressed up nicely today. It just feels like a big day. So, all right, Chris, we'll start with you. What was your first takeaway? Like your one thing from this council introductory presser that you took away the most?
1: Yeah, I think the Cubs and Craig Council kind of needed each other more than they even let on. And you got a, a sense of it in hearing from Jed Hoyer, the president of baseball operations, in addition to the new manager in Craig Council, that, look, Craig Council's done... Excellent work in the last nine years in Milwaukee, in, in particular the last six years. Five playoff appearances, like they've been excellent. They've been the gold standard. I take it over that NL Central, we thought the Cubs were on top. Like yeah. at, at that point, after the 17th season, you thought the Cubs were there to stay, and here come the Brewers. They, they take that. They take it at the end of the 2018 season. Fantastic ball club. That was just you could see all along, really, from that point on, how well managed they were and how well prepared to win and look at the cubs have been building to that next great cubs team as Jed Hoyer has put it. They got a great young core in place, there's a lot of potential. They got a top 5 farm system complemented with payroll and resources to make these big splashes. Go get that manager now. Go get the guy who's the best in baseball and I believe he is. Jed Hoyer seems to believe he is. It's a bold move, but for Craig Council, on his standpoint too, like they didn't have the resources. They weren't going big. I think he kind of realized that it was stalling out a little bit for him in Milwaukee. And he said, this is the next professional challenge. This is a major change. One of which he believes he can get over the top. And I think this is a great marriage for these two sides and the future is certainly bright for the Cubs.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's the one thing I pointed out. It was one of the first things I wrote down is like his quote was, I thought a new challenge is where I had to push myself. It wasn't necessarily like the brewers are doing really bad things to me or like, I'm not enjoying my time in Milwaukee. It was more so like, as a professional, and, and we've all experienced, and I'm sure everyone listening at home has experienced, like, what's the next step for me? What's the next step to, to make myself better in any facet, whether it's in your job, whether it's a, a, as whatever, you always think of how to get better. And for Craig Consul, he thought his next step to improve himself was coming to Chicago, playing in Chicago, and he referenced just the situation that's present. All the things you mentioned, the great farm system, the, the financial system, financial, resources that are available and he mentioned there's momentum happening here i thought that was another good quote that he said like he's well aware cub. it's time to be a cub like he knows what's on the horizon and he wants to be spearheading that effort into taking the cubs to the next level
0: yeah i i really i liked that phrase it's time to be a cub and we were talking yeah. about it before like you mean it's a good time to be a cub or whatever but i think i the way That's kind of the way I took it is like it's a good time to be a Cub. But I like just that because it it also shows his insight into the decision. Like, it's time to move on. It's time for that new challenge. It's time to be a Cub. It's time to do something else. And, you know, I think we were talking about this too. Like, he he was the Brewers version of David Ross in a lot of ways. He, He finished playing there, but he played there for longer than Ross played for the Cubs. He was, you know, a fan favorite and a beloved figure inside the clubhouse. Hometown the kid. Hometown kid. That would that's huge. Obviously, Ross is from Florida. That doesn't, you know, uh, track here. But like, then he was in the front office for a couple years, and then he was a manager for more than twice as long as Ross is a manager here. So like, I can feel and empathize with where Brewers fans are coming from, and also with what Craig has said is, is the difficulties of the decision. And so, I think for me, the takeaway was. I think Craig Council came off as like super aware and like, you know, you joke of like who wins the press conference or whatever. Like, of course, every there's no losers really of a press conference. So you're always like win it, especially if you're the new guy being introduced. And to, to your point, Chris, like Jed clearly thinks he's the best manager in baseball. So like he already came in with that credibility, that cachet behind him. But I think what stood out to me was Council was very self-aware. He acknowledged that maybe he even underthought or, or I forget how he put it, but he, he wasn't he was a little surprised by even the emotions that have come up or how difficult it would be to make this switch, to decide to leave the place that he called home, where he grew up, where he was a fan, where his uh, where his dad worked, where he worked for seventeen years as a player exec and coach, like to do all of that and then to, to come to Chicago. And he even talked about how he's kind of shy and doesn't always you know, he feels like he leans more towards that. He doesn't like getting up in front of a bunch of people and talking, but he understands that comes with the territory, and he he likes the fact that it pushes himself and it challenges himself. So I was just struck by how emotionally intelligent and aware Council seems.
1: Oh yeah, he just he struck you uh, the whole day. I mean, from the the introductory press conference to side side sessions we had, and the conversations you're able to have with him, it, it he just he's incredibly bright, incredibly self-aware. Like you said, I, I like you said, I really appreciated what he said about. The last week, you know, he agrees to the deal on Sunday. It's announced on Monday. And then there's kind of that awkward week where you got the GM meetings, but for him it's more so coming to grips with this. Like I think it, it went so fast between November 1st and November 5th when you reach that deal, those five days. I mean, he had the flight to New York, and he had the Mets. I think he probably in his heart of hearts thought he was going to be with the Mets for a while, and it didn't seem like a natural fit for him or for the Cubs until they kind of put their two heads together on this, but... Look, he acknowledged, like, there's what Craig Council field in Whitefish Bay, and they scribbled over it and put a bad word there. Like, it's, he, he acknowledged the emotions are there. That's real. Like, you don't spend that much time in one place. Growing up there as a child to so being part of this organization and rising through the ranks, and it has to hurt. But he also said, like, I think in time there's going to be an appreciation and things will settle in that regard. We'll see. If he's winning a lot of games with the Cubs and the Brewers fall off, I don't, think, I don't think that's going to help ease those emotions in Milwaukee, but hey, it's a great professional move for him. I think he understands kind of what the, the task is here, and he certainly embraces the pressure to win. Like he knows the contract side of it. He acknowledged that means a lot to him, too. 40 million is a lot of money for a manager, it's the most ever. Uh, he understands everything that he's getting into here, and he seems to have a really humble but determined mindset.
0: And I think, sorry to yeah. cut you off, Andy, but to that point, I liked that he brought up the money aspect right away, right? right. Like Because that's a big part of this. Yeah. So, like To be the highest-paid manager ever in the game today is a huge part of it. And he even acknowledged that that was part of the motivation behind it, because like, right. of course it was. And whenever anybody acts like that's not a part of the equation is silly because there's not a person listening to this podcast right now or sitting here that's like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter what you pay me, like I'll take the job anyway. Like no, it always matters. Yep. Like that that's always a part of it. And they also appreciate how he never ran from the David Ross question. Like mm-hmm. yeah. he, he didn't sidestep it, he acknowledged he was nothing but classy in talking about Ross and mentioning how Ross reached out to him, texted him right away. And how he has even more respect for Ross than he did previously, and, and how it was diff- difficult, and it's a cutthroat move. Like I, I appreciated that. Like what you're saying, Chris, is that Council didn't like run from things, and in fact, he like opened up and embraced the, the pressure, the expectations, the contract, the Ross stuff, anything that could be perceived as uncomfortable. He like welcomed it, and I don't like that.
2: Yeah, like th- those uncomfortable questions never seemed like uncomfortable for him. Like maybe if you're at uh, someone with the Cubs organization or something, like you might think, like, oh, like how's he going to handle this? he handled all of them pretty well and, and to your point about the money he's like it's really interesting cuz like to me Jed Hoyer brought it up and he said how managing is a tough gig right you talk to the media twice a day you have you have to deal with all these people right not just, you don't just deal with the 26 man roster you deal with all the coaches deal with all the baseball operations people like you don't deal with just the president of baseball operations your 26 guy and your your pitching coach no like you deal with the trainers and you deal with the media and you deal with the uh, anal- analysts in the in the um, In the front office that are giving you some information like you're dealing with all these things that there's so much on your plate that you don't see that and i remember jed talking about how as at the end of the season with managers you see two or three decisions right like maybe you see oh uh ross or counts or whoever that manager is pull the guy in the seventh inning and and brought in this reliever and that's the one thing fans see and that's the only thing that they can judge the manager on but you don't see how he's dealing with players or with trainers or with these situations that might be going on and Craig Console openly talked about that that there's more than just you know pulling a, uh, a starter after five innings there's more than just going to your bullpen like there's more than just these these are just yeah. ancillary pieces of what you're doing and it, it's a it's an intense job that to his point about the money and Jed's, Jed again spoke about this it's like it, it they should be paid more and, and, and maybe this is the the turning point for for managers.
1: Yeah, kudos to the Cubs for acknowledging that too and making that move. Like this is a day and age of baseball where managers seem to be disregarded to some degree. And like, I think a lot of people in the managerial world were thrilled about this contract because it's an acknowledgement that managing does matter. The Cubs aren't taking any shortcuts here. They're making a big, bold move right at the start of the offseason. A record contract for a manager, a guy they thought was the best in baseball. They, you know they part ways with the guy who's a franchise icon a world series hero it's it's a really big bull move that says we want to do everything we can to leave no stone unturned to be successful and win championships here i love the fact that though when we're talking about managers are not getting paid a ton of money and their their impact is disregarded by a lot of teams the cubs are saying no no this matters a lot and we're going to yeah. we're going to show it here
0: yeah i think that is a great point and and that's that's been true this this past week, right? As we found out about this, as, again, going back to your point, that clearly Jed thinks this is the best manager in the game. Certainly the best manager available, but, like, the only guy that they probably would have gotten rid of David Ross for on the planet, manager, you know, current manager or otherwise. And so I think that they clearly believe that, and it is kind of refreshing to hear an organization talk about it. It was also refreshing to hear Council talk about, like, yeah, it's hard to quantify, like, what a manager does, because it is. There's no yeah. stat in a, in a game Filled with stats, so many stats that like you, nobody really knows. There's like, not a all manager of the law. stats Yeah, there's nothing like that, and you can't because you can't quantify how somebody makes you feel. Because I, I don't know for sure how Ian Happ feels for hitting in the third spot in the order, or how David Ross had his back, but I imagine he felt more confident. When Ross continually backed him in the public image for why he's hitting third, or Jamison Tyron, when Ross never threw him under the bus ever, even though he got off to a really tough start in his first, you know, year of this of this big deal that he signed in free agency. All these other things, like you know, if if any reliever blows a game, and Ross never gets on him, like when Craig Kimbrell was here and struggling, Ross only further like made him feel better. And yes, that's what all managers do. But if we're seeing it publicly, that's what you do behind the scenes and counsel clearly has gotten the most out of his guys so i think there's something that again you can't quantify but like guys have their best seasons playing for him relievers who go on to to have not as good you know not great seasons somewhere else or guys that you had never heard of suddenly come through and get big hits on the brewers or whatever else like how does he get guys to elevate the game he can't even quantify it so how can anybody else do it so i think that's the interesting part you just have to have a little bit of faith and a little bit of belief and also understand it's a human game that you can't put numbers on everything and think that that's how you're going to get there and from the human aspect going back to what we've talked about andy i know you talked about in the last pod too was the cubs felt and jed felt like they left wins on the table last year councils they feel like will help them get those wins moving forward you can't quantify that either yeah. you can't say that the 2024 cubs might win 95 games and they would have only won 92 with ross you don't know that right but the feeling i think matters
2: and and we talked about this earlier, but clearly, if if you didn't believe that in council, like if you didn't believe that he could get you an extra win or two, then you wouldn't have pulled this move because the Cubs were one win away from the playoffs. Like that—that yeah. that is literally the definition that they, they are clearly hoping for council, right? Like that he gets them at least one extra win, which gets them in the playoffs. I'm not saying like with council they're going to get one extra win next season because there's a lot more that can go happen in the off season, but like the hope is that whatever their baseline is maybe he adds a couple more wins that that changes you from maybe a fourth wild card team to a division team or maybe from a division the third division spot to the second like all these things you you that's what the cubs are banking on that's what they're hoping for and that the move for council does shows that if not they wouldn't have made this move
1: yeah he's going to consistently put this team in the best chance to win every day like you're going to see that in lineups in bullpen decisions like his track record over 162 is really strong and think about this now through the context of what this 24 Cubs team is going to look like. I mean, you're going to have probably some big money free agents. We'll, we'll talk about that at some point, but you're going to have a, you know, a really formidable lineup. You're going to have a deep but young pitching staff with some guys trying to figure it out. And you're going to have some really promising young prospects, guys like Pete Crow Armstrong and on down the list that are going to be trying to break into the big leagues. And you trust that Craig Council is going to understand what you need to do to win every day while also what each individual needs to do to develop properly, whether that's a PCA or whether that's insert big name free agent here who understands I'm being paid this amount of money and i got a lot of pressure to perform. Like A great manager knows people, manages people well just as much as managing the team well. You're going to be put in the right position here for this team 24 and beyond. It's really exciting to see the potential of, what he can bring to the table for each guy that you're bringing in and trusting to be a part of a championship team.
2: It's it's interesting you say that. sorry to cut you off Tony. but there's there's uh, Jed spoke to, to us in the scrum later, and he mentioned how there's there's not many people that he think could do could be a manager and a front office person, or whether a general manager, or somewhere someone high up in in, in in the front office. He said there's two people he thinks of that could could do that. And one was Craig Breslow, who just left the Cubs to go be the president or the chief baseball officer for the Red Sox, and the other was Craig Council. Like he
0: so if thought, you're named Craig, you could do both. Yeah. Right, Got right. It. Like
2: yep. yeah, yeah. If you're named Craig, you're you're gonna be yeah. able to do both. But <laughs> no, the, the the thing, like what he's saying is like he gets the big picture stuff, right? He gets the whole roster construction and all the things that go behind the scenes, beyond just like here's the one through nine lineup, here's the other rotation, here's the bullpen. Like he gets all of the encompassing. Uh, aspects of the game whether that's minor leagues or player development or bringing guys up like there's so many things that go into it that he gets beyond just this is my lineup this is who i go to in this situation out of the bullpen et cetera. Et cetera.
0: yeah and that's going to be the challenge right now is yeah. figuring that out it's going to be working with jed who he even acknowledged he didn't have any relationship with at all didn't have prior. his phone number clearly yeah, yeah right he pick I, up his phone <laughs> yeah until uh november 1st so i mean we're less than two weeks into their relationship right. together and like you know, they got together, they talked for a while, both Jed and Craig were talking about how they, they were playing things close to the vest because they didn't want to divulge secrets about the Brewers or about the Cubs or what, you know, Jed didn't want to talk about like, hey, this is what we do as an organization. And then council goes back to the Brewers and it's like, wow, oh, this is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so they were playing things very close to the vest on their first conversation that was less than two weeks ago now. So like yeah. that's, I want to, I'm curious to see how that develops over time but one of the takeaways that I took from Jed talking in a scrum like afterwards was he talked about how Council challenged him and, and he felt like he challenged him in the right ways and like he thought that was really interesting and that was something that was impressive to him so Jed admired Council from afar for a long time we had heard that already we heard that you know reiterated again today but he also felt like Craig like challenged him in the right ways and and you know I'm sure Rossi challenged him in the right ways and stuff too but it's like to To know that, to get that big picture of understanding what it's like to be a GM, to to look at the thirty thousand foot view of how the roster is constructed, how they can you know put pieces in place to, to be the most successful. And Jed liked that. So like, but that's what you know, what's coming next is they have to develop those relationships. They have to figure all that out. But I think too, it was it was interesting to hear Council talk about why the Cubs, why yeah. he chose to come here, and how he's ready for that new challenge. And, um, you, you know, you guys mentioned it at the start too, but it's like I always go back to what Theo said when he left, the whole Bell Parcells being one organization for 10 years or one role for 10 years and move on. And I do think there's something to that. I think there's also something to going from Milwaukee, one of the smallest, if not the smallest market in baseball, to Chicago, one of the big, biggest, you know, the third biggest market, obviously the history, the fan base, all of that kind of stuff. Um, that's pretty huge. But, like, hearing Council explain why he wanted the Cubs, I thought was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of Joe Madden in a way when he came in end of the year in fourteen ahead of the fifteen season and you know don't let the pressure exceed the pleasure and the the mottos that he had and he meant it he was authentic with it and a year later they're winning a World Series under his watch and you heard there weren't the the catchy slogans and there wasn't the Whitefish Bay way with a shot and a beard today but you you did hear (laughs) the authentic thoughts of like I know the pressure I know what I'm up against here he embraces it like he said. He first walked into Wrigley Field before being introduced, and the first time as a manager of the Cubs is like, okay, it started to hit me. Like, we've been in that empty ballpark before. Like, there's a palpable feeling when you're in there. There's nobody else in there. There's no crowd noise, and you can kind of put yourself in his shoes and understand what he's going through to some degree. Of, oh man, this is real. Like, I'm manager of this team. I I got a lot of demands on me. I got 40 million reasons why I need to win the World Series (laughs) with this team. He understands it. I love the way he presented everything. We've touched on a lot of it, but like he just had a really authentic and genuine way of expressing why he took this job. Uh, we heard the same things from Jed Hoyer about why they coveted Craig Counsellor. It, it just it all made sense. It was seemed like such a stunning move a week ago when it came to fruition, and you hear it come together now from the two sides. It's like, yeah, this is like a really natural marriage between the two, and it just it makes so much sense when you think about the Cubs' future and. Their immediate future even as you head into this pivotal offseason like this is the guy you want in charge of it here and he seems to understand that there's no shortage of winning expectations and he didn't get over the hump in Milwaukee like that they had great runs to the playoffs but they didn't have great runs in the playoffs he knows that's on his back like he understands especially now that he makes this move from Milwaukee to Chicago he's got to be the guy that's getting them to the World Series and winning it and he seems to really enjoy that challenge
2: we talked about it and uh, just how open, and you mentioned how open he was and everything that he talked about. He even said it, I, I've pulled up the quote right now. He, he mentioned about how he wants to push himself and, and this is the right place to push himself. He says, that's scary. I'm sitting up here, I'm a little bit scared. I'm sitting up here, you're a little bit uncomfortable. But that's how you get to a better place. That's how you push yourself as a person to be a, in a better place. Like, that's how you improve. Like, it might seem scary at first. It might seem like you're doing the wrong thing, but that's how he believes and how I would I guess most of us agree that like yeah. you push yourself out of your comfort zone to get better for kirk hansel this is a huge step and it's very public right like our uncomfortable situations aren't nearly as public as his but he's doing it he's speaking to the media and he's ready to take that next step which is for him trying to lead the cubs to a world series
0: yeah when was the last time you heard a, a head coach or a manager or something be hired as introductory press conference talk about being scared yeah you do like that that was refreshing and right. it was like and he he didn't say it in a funny way like you said he was just being open and honest and to your point too Chris like he he accepts that responsibility he accepts the pressure and he genuinely seems to he said it so matter-of-factly that he wants to like get to you know get past that be successful be win a world series be more successful in playoffs all of this stuff it just comes across as very like genuine and matter-of-fact because I think it is that's what it seems like it just seems like It comes off as a guy who that's what he wants to do that for himself, not just the contract, not the fan, not necessarily just the fan base or the organization or whatever else for for himself. Maybe first, and then all of these other things also.
1: Yeah, and I I, to the playoff point, I I love the question you asked too as well during the press conference about the differences of managing in the postseason versus the regular season. Like you go into all all these. Seasons, you start looking ahead in February into March of a team, and I feel like every like the last six years, I looked at the Brewers like I don't love that lineup. Pitching's good, whatever. Yeah. They're eighty wins, maybe they sneak into the wild card. They're really lucky, and they just always exceed the expectations. Like when we talk about you can't quantify managing. I, I believe in that. That's true. That's legitimate. But you see it when you watch the Brewers every year. It's like oh that that's what a manager does. As for the playoffs, like, I don't hold that against him. It's just, it's such a tight window. You're facing great teams. It's Every man, decision matters, and managing absolutely matters in the playoffs. But, like, they just weren't good enough at that point. You, you get to a short series like that, you get exposed a little bit. I'm really excited to see Craig Council with a big league, like, major market payroll, which he's going to have here in Chicago. And, you know, this farm system that's really exciting, like, You heard the term healthy organization a lot. Like that's what the Cubs are right now. And that's because both the resources and also the promise that's coming up the pipeline. Craig Council knows that like he could have gone to New York and they got a crazy payroll, but they don't have the farm system. Like the Cubs have the best of both worlds right now. I think he truly sees get as a great partner to get this job done. And there's a lot of excitement between the two. Today just struck me as a great day for the Cubs. And I'm really intrigued to see now what's this off season going to be like? What are we talking about in the next few weeks or few months? Like, it's it's a really exciting track here to opening day and really a new beginning now for the Cubs.
2: There's um there's a lot of things when it comes to me with playoff success right like you, you think about how Bruce Bochy's praised for how great of a manager he is and how many worlds or how many World Series he's won. And then you look at Dave Roberts, who I think we would all agree is probably a really good manager. Yeah. And he's won one World Series, and it was a truncated year. Yeah, right. So it's like... I still
0: don't really count that. (laughs) Whatever. Maybe I should, but yeah, I don't.
2: Regardless, like, still, right? Like, still a good manager, has one World Series. If Dusty Baker doesn't win that World Series with the Astros, is he suddenly a bad manager? Like, no. Like, it's... The playoffs are a a, a massive crapshoot, right? Like, Mm -hmm. do we... If you go just on playoff success, like, David Martinez... Is equal to Dusty Baker just because they have the same World Series. we Or win.
0: equal to his mentor and Joe Madden. like right, they have the like, same amount of World Series right. wins. Right, like yeah.
2: the, it's it's unfair to categorize like, and that's it's not a knock on Dave Martinez. He's a good manager. Like mm-hmm. one of World Series. That's the beauty series, of baseball. That yeah. is the beauty of baseball, right? Like, there's no, there's not like a, a guy who can turn it off. And as a manager in the playoffs, like you you're either hot and, and clicking at the right time and you get a favorable run, or you know you, you kind of don't and, and you're stuck on the outside looking in.
0: All right, let's take a quick break here on the Cubs Weekly Podcast, hear a message from our sponsor, and then come back and talk about what comes next for Council in the Cubs.
2: We know you love Chicago. You devour the pizza, admire Chicago's skyline, and cheer on Chicago's sports teams, especially the Cubs. If you wanted to live in a more boring place, you'd live in St. Louis. Why not bank with Chicago's bank, too? Upgrade your wallet with an exclusive Wintrust Cubs debit card, which you can get when you open a Wintrust Cubs checking account. Show your Cubs pride and open an account at Wintrust.com slash Cubs. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.
0: All right, welcome back into the Cubs Weekly Podcast. Tony and Draghi here, joined by Andy Martinez and Chris Emma. So, guys, I think one of the main reasons why Craig Council was hired, why he's been successful to this point, is he's like a bullpen savant, right? Jed specifically said they're not bringing him in just to be a bullpen savant, like they want the whole picture of what he does. And also Jed Jed pointed out that like you can't just have them rely on the manager for that and think all of a sudden the Cubs bullpen's going to get better. They have to go out and get more depth. He took ownership of the the bullpen fading down the stretch and needing more depth and also said that was not David Ross's fault for sure, but Council has always gotten the most out of the bullpens. He has always had a really good bullpen, and I think that is directly related to his his record in one-run games, in close games, how he's always able to to maximize the roster and do really well. So, I, I mean, how is he going to navigate this bullpen? Did we learn anything about that from the press conference today?
2: It's interesting because when he was asked about it in our smaller scrum, he like joked like, "There's no magic recipe, right?" Like there's it's pretty he did easy bring up the soup analogy several did, times right I like right that. right yeah. that was a good that was a good analogy but he mentioned like it's really easy when you have josh Hader or devin williams to say all right like you know when they're coming out and you don't have to like you don't have to take questions about like well why didn't you bring them out in the sixth? because like they're elite closers top of line closers they're going to be in the ninth inning they got that kind of trickles down from that it's going to be interesting to see how one of the things that i thought was most impressive about his tenure in milwaukee is how he broke in young players right like there was guys who didn't necessarily have like the big league experience or, or, or and getting them right uh I'm going to I'm going to forget the the name of the pitcher that in the final series for the against the Cubs in the third to last game, the first game of that series, they brought in a guy who was about 26 27 hadn't de- made his major league debut and he shut down the Cubs oh, lineup yeah. in in extra innings. Yeah. And it's like that's kind of like a a gutsy situation, but you got to sink or swim, here's your try, here's your chance and he did that. David Ross kind of did that with Daniel Palencia. Same same thing in Milwaukee extra innings. Daniel Palencia comes through. Like It's going to be interesting to see how he he does with that aspect of the Cubs because that's one of the aspects that the Cubs are really excited about. They always talk about how much stuff they have in, their, in the minor leagues in terms of pitching and, and, and all that. It's going to be interesting how you can break those guys, how Co- Craig Council breaks those guys in in the Major League bullpen.
1: Yeah, in my opinion, I, I think – Probably in Jed Hoyer's opinion as well that ideal manager blends analytics and research with people and then communicating and understanding that aspect of the job and that's great counsel. You you see it in that bullpen use. It, it's understanding the matchups and I need to run this guy out against the, this hitter or whatever it is. But he also understands what does this guy need to be successful. Is this a spot where I can put this guy out there? Like he knows it. He's been really resourceful. I think back to the early part of his tenure when he's running out Josh Hader is kind of that fireman in the eighth inning and then he continues on to the ninth or I love the way they use Hader. Like it was innovative at the time and it still seems like it is now. That's before he's just kind of a ninth inning guy. Like Craig Council knows what his team needs, but he also knows what the individual needs. And I think you're gonna get a real sense of that. They're absolutely going to rely on him quite a bit for this bullpen management. And they're gonna go get some guys this offseason, this bullpen's gonna be stronger, better, more reliable, but Council's a big part of what they're trying to get out of this group. And the other thing, too, is it's not just bullpen usage. I think he said this as well. It's pitching staff usage. Like right. He trusts his starters when he needs to. Like, if you need to go deep in a game, if you're Brandon Woodruff or Corbin Burns, you can go seven or eight strong, and you're still clicking after 100 pitches, like, you have his blessing. Justin Steele, like, he'll go deep in and out. Like, if you see that that he still has that sinker sinking and the sliders moving, like, he's going to let these guys go, like, he trusts his guys and trusts his personnel, but also mixes in the analytical side and the, the baseball upside side of, it. here's what we need to get the best of these matchups. And I admire that in a manager. He's got that.
0: Yeah, and I think this is just the beginning, right, of like we'll find out council's full impact throughout the course of this offseason, obviously throughout next year, but throughout the life of this five-year deal. And I think what's interesting, too, is I found myself thinking multiple times through today through this introductory press conference is like, what comes next? Like, there's a lot that needs to yep. be done, and they have to do this all quickly. It's November 13th, as we're talking about this here, and Council did not talk about, you know, he's mentioned that there's so much else going on that he doesn't want to rush talking to players and introducing himself or evaluating the coaching staff and determining what to do there. There are so many things that need to happen because it's hard to go out and acquire. Uh, a starting pitcher without the, knowing what pitching coach or pitching infrastructure he's coming into. If you just know the manager and that's about it, that's difficult. You, you don't necessarily want to sign here. And we heard from Jamison Tyron on a podcast a few weeks ago about how Tommy Hottaby had like a direct... Uh, connection with him about this is what we see from you break down like a video directly linked to, to Jamison Tyone's experience and then that relationship was part of the reason why he signed with the Cubs it's like you need to know if, if Tommy Hadovy's for sure going to be the pitching coach and Daniel Mosk is an assistant pitching coach and all of these things moving forward I anticipate a lot of um A lot of stability, continuity, thank you, that's the word I was thinking of. A lot of continuity, not a lot of turnover, but still, maybe the bench coach is different. Maybe there's one or two changes that that Council really wants to make to bring in his guys because this is a roster that he doesn't have a ton of familiarity with. A front office that he didn't even know two, two full weeks ago, I'd never had a conversation with, never talked to Jed on the phone or Carter or anything, so like... He, to, to bring in one of his own guys makes a lot of sense i remember when joe madden came over he brought davy martinez in and that was it and they didn't shake up the rest of the coaching staff at all so maybe over time we'll see that but it's like you got to figure all that out pretty quickly here because you also then have to go out and maybe get shohei or maybe do all these other things or like chris you were alluding to like there are big things coming for the cubs if they want some of those bigger things to happen this offseason, they got to figure some of this stuff stuff out pretty quick
2: yeah it's it's Interesting because like we we're talking about how much an improvement Jed or I assume Craig Council can make as the manager, but they have to start with off-season acquisitions to do that because the roster is presently constructed is probably not improvement on an eighty-three win team as Def- is definitely not right now. Right. No. So like you, in order to improve on that, no matter even if Craig Council is a manager or not, like you need to add some pieces. I'm sure the Cubs well we, we we anticipate a busy off-season, but that needs to happen first. And to your point, you need those coaching staff. You need. Uh, the familiarity that Cody Bellinger had with Dustin Kelly and and Johnny Washington, like knowing that they're there or, or knowing that whoever that is there can communicate with free agents. Like, Hey, this is what we think for you. This is, this is what we believe we can do for you. Uh, That's so massive. And that's got to be figured out here soon.
1: So is Bellinger hitting second or third? What about Otani? How do you slot those? I think you got
0: to break up the lefties. So I think you (laughs) probably maybe go like uh, Otani, say, and Bellinger. Okay. That that makes sense. Yeah. Especially you got
1: Soto there too. It's a, Look, I'll it, take 40 million
0: dollars to make those decisions if why not yeah,
1: asking. yeah. It, it's gonna be a really fun off season. like I think we all yeah. felt that when this decision came in and it was announced it was going to be Craig Council it's like okay like man they they're all in they're, they're really feeling this and the beauty of it too is like we heard the, the term healthy organization like this isn't all in on one season or like this window that might close on you really fast like they're built to be sustainable for a while. A trade council knows that it's why he took this job. He had great opportunities there. Uh, it's rare a, a guy at the peak of his managerial career becomes a free agent and has all these suitors out there. But he chose the Cubs because he really believes in the direction of this organization. And they're not making. I mean, they're going to have. They were going to have a big offseason regardless of who was going to be the manager. But it really signaled the intent of okay, like let's make some moves here this offseason. Let's make this really count and set the core in place for you know, ideally a championship future. I mean, they believe it's there. They really believe in what this rebuilding process over the last couple of years did in terms of getting these young prospects out there and getting so much talent that pitching infrastructure is in a great place. You read any, like, baseball perspectives, whoever it is, they're raving about what the Cubs have coming up the pipeline. Not just the PCAs of the world, but all these guys down the ranks a little bit who are rising up, like... This is a healthy, steady organization that's rising up, and you got a manager now who really not only believes in that, but believes he can get the most out of it.
0: Yeah, I think it's overwhelmingly, like, we talk about winners of the press conference, I mean, Cubs fans are, because they, they have a renewed investment in the team from... Rick is, you know, from the, from the ownership family, from Jed in the front office. Like, and again, you know, you have arguably the best manager in the game and very well by the end of this contract, we may be unquestionably saying that Craig Council is the single best manager in the game. So it'll be super interesting. It'll be like, I can't wait for the first Cubs Brewers rivalry game too, because the Brewers, by all accounts, everything you just mentioned about the Cubs, Chris, like the Brewers are almost the opposite of that. They have, you know, Jackson Churio and some other good co- prospects coming up. Brandon Woodruff is going to miss next year. They just lost the best manager in the game. Like, who knows what's going to happen with Corbin Burns. Is he going to be traded? And some of these other guys, William Adamas I think only has one year left before free agency. Christian Yelich is getting older. Like, I the future doesn't look quite as bright in Milwaukee. And then it looks bright in Chicago. So it's like you kind of weaken your top opponent, the team that continually beats you in the division, while strengthening yourself in the process. So, like, it regardless of what the Cubs do the rest of this offseason, they, they're going into next year with... A, a little more hope, I feel like, than than even coming into this off season.
2: Yeah,
1: it, look, I mean, the Brewers have to have big shoes to fill now, right? I mean, yeah. think about we talked about what Craig Council did in terms of maximizing that lineup. Like, I, I don't know if they just promote Pat Murphy and say you call it a day, but you got to have a really smart bull hire to to replace Craig Council if you want to contend. I think they're heading to some kind of rebuild up there. Whether it yeah. is dealing, we've heard Damas You mentioned he he might be traded. Um, Jalic, maybe he's trading. He's coming off a big year. Maybe you sell high on that. He's had the back issues. I don't know. They might be wise to retool this thing a little bit and try to come out of this stronger in a couple years, but that's the beauty of this, is that you did weaken a, the division rival. The, the team that took your place at the top of the division and wasn't giving it back. Like, now you're poised to take this in a, to, to take the NL Central here. Cardinals fell off big time. Like, it's right there. I know the Reds look good. They look promising, but if you're forecasting the NL Central for 2024, like you're looking at the Cubs first.
0: Yeah, I don't see it. Even without, even with losing Bellinger and Stroman as of now, it, it Cubs are the favorites. I feel like at the moment, yeah.
2: Yeah, May 3rd, uh, the Brewers coming to, to play Wrigley Field. Oh, nice. May 27th, the Cubs will head up to uh, Miller or American Family Fields. Yeah. So I would venture to guess is even more enticing than. The first years at, at Wrigley Field.
0: Yeah, that's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, the rivalry just definitely got another. there's a new chapter, important chapter here that's going to be coming. So Matt, Matt Arnold, fun.
2: their their GM, mentioned uh, in at GM meetings like, "Hey, there's uh, the, you don't need to add any more to to the fire to the rivalry fire. That this might actually do it."
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, well, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, definitely, like we said, we'll see what comes from the rest of this off season following this council official news I, I, it was kind of funny too the cubs sent out a press release that like they named craig council the 56th manager and i was like i thought that already was official <laughs> uh, yeah. like you know like it was officially it's we already knew the press officially conference officially official I guess. it's officially official for sure craig council is the manager of the cubs moving forward so thanks chris and andy for stopping by and uh, sharing with us and thank you for listening and tuning in as a reminder we are sponsored by win trust and check us out wherever you get your podcasts or check us on video form on YouTube or the new Marquis Sports Network app. Thanks for listening and tuning in.